Welcome to EndTheBible.com, where we tell everyone the truth about God's Word, expose the devil for the lies he tells, and mentor individuals one-on-one in a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Stay tuned for today's special Bible session on EndTheBible.com. Well, thank you for joining us on EndTheBible.com. We are going to start a new series, and our series can be live sometimes, and then you're going to get pre-recorded series, and our series for this upcoming month will be I Am. Yes, it is I Am, and we're going to talk all about who Jesus truly is to you, to me, and what he's supposed to be to many others who have not decided to accept Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior. But for today, we are going to start and talk about our series of I Am. Who is God? Well, one thing he says is, I am the light of the world. Hmm. He's the light of the world. Can you just close your eyes and imagine living in a world of darkness? Just take a moment and reflect on if right where you are, it was completely dark. That probably is impossible for most of us to even fathom. Our world needs light, whether it's during the day where we're driving along, going to our obligation like work or to school or things of that nature. Or how about just being in our home and there is no light? Doing our day-to-day activities, going out to go play a sport, going out to go to the grocery store to run an errand. We need light during those times of day. We know that the sun illuminates the day. But then, what about the times when we're out at night and enjoying ourselves and going to that birthday party or we are going to that special occasion or to that wedding that's happening in the afternoon or we decide to go camping with our family. Well, we still have light then because the moon and the stars shine bright to allow us to see. Where there is light, remember, there is no darkness. If you were to just take the opportunity to turn off all the lights where you're at right now and make it pitch black, remember that if you have a candlelight in your hand and flash that light in the room, hmm, all the darkness will flee. As we begin this series, we're going to be studying about Jesus is the light of the world. We're going to really touch on what it means for us today and how we can be changed because of Christ's light 
in our lives. Remember, Jesus' light expels darkness into our lives and into our world. And so we're going to take an opportunity to explore what the Bible really says about this light that God has given us and that he has always been. And we're going to take the time to open up our Bibles to John chapter 8. And we're going to read from John chapter 8 verse 12 and see what the good Lord is saying to us about this light. A moment to get to John chapter 8 verse 12. And I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation Bible. Once again, that's John chapter 8 verse 12. And it reads, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. So you're going to always be illuminating because you have the light that honestly leads to the world. Each time we read about Jesus' teaching, his followers in the Bible. He always links himself to the Father, to God. Here, Jesus links himself to God as being the light of the world. Can you imagine? He is just saying, I am the light of the world. Now, the word light is used in this verse comes from the Greek word phos, which means light or anything emitting light. Can you take an opportunity and think about some different types of lights that we see that help us guide our way through life? Whether it's we're driving, we're walking, we're going from one location to the next are the different lights that we see that emit light. Remember, it's profound that Jesus says, I am. Showing that light is actually a part of who he is. Not a part of who we are, but who he is. Remember, he is the light. He radiates that light. We need to remember that he is bright. The character of Christ is light. And anyone who walks with him lives in that type of light. They live in that kind of light. They are, they are living in the brightness and radiate, radiance of God. Let's think about how natural light impacts our lives. Just stop for a moment and think about the lights that we use for our day-to-day. -day. Each day, the sun rises. That light from the sun, it warms up the earth. Not only do it warm up the earth, it illuminates the earth. It aids in the growth on the earth, 
And so we wouldn't have all those plants that were able to eat if we did not have this light. At, the, at night, the moon and the stars serve as navigators in the sky. Their navigational aid long before we had smartphones, long before we had the world full of GPS systems, we had the moon and the stars helping us get to location to location. We know that because the wise men were able to find Jesus lying in the major based on that. So remember, when you walk into a dark room, the first thing you probably reach for is the light switch. When we don't reach for that light switch, you bump into this or you bump into that, it's it's a choice. Now, how of us how many of us don't reach for the light? Come on, that's what we do, right? And why do you think that we do it? Hmm. Because by design, we're drawn to the light. We instinctively depend on light in every aspect of our lives. Light invades every crack and every crevice of our lives as human beings. Both tangible and spiritually. We know this tangible because we feel the warmth and, and, and sight. We see it. Remember, the light makes things evident. It also exposes and is clear both literally and spiritually. We need to remember that God really spoke about this light in John 8 and 12. He spoke to the people and told the people that he was this light that we're talking about. And that if we just really, really, really take the opportunity to follow him, we will have no reason to be bopping around in the dark. And so when we don't want to have him or follow him, darkness comes. And the Greek word for darkness is scotia, which it can be defined as darkness due to the want of light. So you are wanting to have this light. And it's used to describe ignorance of divine things. That simply means that walking in the darkness is like having no knowledge of what it means to walk in the light. And how many people want to walk around not really knowing where they're going, how they're going to get there? How many people want that? People don't. Why would anyone choose darkness when light is readily available to us at all times, at any moment, if we just reach for it? 
And all we got to do is reach for this light and we won't have to be in the darkness at all. So let's look at it. Darkness. It is often associated with wickedness. And because of that, wickedness, misery, and hell, nothing that people think about the darkness just jumps out at you and says, oh, yes, I just want darkness. Nothing. People don't just be like, oh, just make it dark. If we look at Genesis 1 and 4, it says God saw the light was good. That's why we're not reaching for the darkness. And then it further reads, he separated the light from the darkness. So he said, all right, I got light and I got darkness over here. He separated it. And once again, remember that darkness is associated in our mind as something that's wicked, is evil. It, it, it brings along misery. It goes to Hades. You know, that place that everybody is talking about they don't want to go. And so that's why God separated. Jesus is the light of the world. And all who are unconnected or far from him live in darkness. You can't both live in light and in darkness. You got to choose one side. You got to walk on one side. You can't be... I'm straddling the fence and I got my foot in the light and the other foot in the dark. No, that's not what God is asking. God works, word makes that very clear. He don't want us to be lukewarm. He don't want us to be one side walking in the light, the other side walking in the darkness. God said, be separated. Ignorant or unaware of the dark leaves us wanting for something we can't produce on our own. If we decide to walk over in the dark, it's going to leave us desperate and there's going to be things that we want to pursue and to do. But the reality of it is, that's not what God wants for you. We come to the end of ourselves. If we stay in the darkness by having a bunch of frustration, we have hopelessness, or we're a distant sense of happiness and joy. We are so distant from those things when we nav navigate through life in darkness. It makes us feel hopeless. But we don't have to reach for the dark or stay in the dark. You can reach out and touch the light. However, with Christ, we have the absolute fullness of life because he is the light that we crave and not only crave but we also need it and it was what by God's divine design that we crave the light that we want the light that is what we're asking of God we want that light to be in our lives we don't want us to be walking around here in the darkness that's why he has built us where we crave the light if we look in John, once again, 1 John 1 and 5, and we're going to read all the way up to verse uh, 7. And it says, this is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you. He said he's talking to 
each and every one of us. God is light. There is no darkness in him at all. Let's just think about that verse right there. He declared something. He said, I'm the light. I am it. And guess what? There ain't a bit of darkness in me. And then he says, so we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. So I hear a lot of people who say things like, my father know. Yeah, your father know you lying. <laughs> your father know you living in darkness and that you're not really telling the truth. That's what your father knows about you. Verse 7. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all the sins. Every one of the sins that we are thinking about today, tomorrow, and yesterday. It doesn't mean that darkness doesn't exist in the world. That's not what we're saying. But that where Christ is, there is always light. Light, by definition, has no darkness in it at all. And for there to be any darkness, there must be an absence of life. So if we're going to be in the dark, that means life is not there. God designed for us all along was to walk with him in the light. Sin cast shadows of darkness and separate us from the light of Christ, both in our lives and in our world. And there's two areas that we need to really ask God about when we are thinking about or showing interest when it comes to the darkness. And those questions are, how does Jesus' light expel the darkness in your life? What is it God is shining the light on in your life? What is it? Just take a moment and ask, do I have darkness in my life? And is God light shining on it? Question two would be, how does Jesus' light expel the darkness in this world that we're living in? How is he exposing it? How is he showing that this darkness really has no place in where he is and in what he has created? Hmm. We can't tackle the darkness in our world until we begin to shine a light on the darkness in our own lives. Until we begin to look at ourselves and look at us and see where we are saying that we got God, but yet we are practicing darkness, the light can't show up. When sin entered into the Garden of Eden through the deceptive nature of the serpent and Adam and Eve rebelled, it not only cast out a shadow on the perfection of the of creation, but it presented a problem that individuals throughout history would have to wrestle 
with darkness. God's divine plan was to draw us straight to him. Not to everything else but him, but directly to him. God has a desire for us to be in very close relationship with him. And it's simple enough that the way that we can really draw close to God is all we have to do is one, pray. That means talk to him. Then we need to hush and get silent and read his word so he can talk to us. So many people say, I can't hear from God. I can't hear from You can't hear from God because you're not trying to have a relationship with him. You're not reading what he says about you. God's word says in John 3, 19, that before we saw the light, we loved the darkness rather than the light. Don't believe me? All right. Before you got saved, you loved your sin. Whether it was drinking, whether it was and I do mean overindulging in drinking. I do mean having sexual relations in many different ways. You was loving on those things. You were liking the darkness. When you were stealing, you was liking it. You were loving on that darkness until God came into your life and said, hmm, really? Remember, God is not afraid of the darkness in our world at all. He is not afraid of darkness that lies within you and me. He said in John 3, 19, that before we saw the light, we loved everything that was dark. But God said, Mm-mm, I'm not afraid of that. I'm going to come get it. So the question remains, what are the things that you love that is causing you to sin? What are those things? What are the things that you are loving that's causing you to sin? Remember, God's not afraid of the dark. He's not. And remember, in the same way he turned on the blinding sun in the galaxy of darkness and creation, he opens the eyes and the hearts to see his glory in his son, Jesus. And if he could do it for him, how come he can't do it for us? Remember, he expels your darkness and make you a lover of the light. Get to the point that you will love the light and you won't do wrong by God. And you will begin to understand that the things that you're liking and loving are not godly. Only when we recognize the darkness, which is sin in our lives, do we begin to allow light to shine through and create a space for God's freedom to invade our lives. That freedom in the light frees us from being trapped in the darkness. We don't have to be trapped. We don't have to be questioning if this is God, if it's not God. We need to understand that we are supposed to be attracted to that light. Just like when you come into a room and you reach for that light switch. Or when we light up because there's Christmas lights everywhere because it's bringing the light of God. And it's shining in the darkness. Remember, the light that's exposed on your life is to help you get closer to God. The light exposes the sin that is hidden in the darkness, and also it will heal you. 
if you allow that sin to be exposed and for you to go ahead, let it be exposed and you be able to say, this is what God will want from me. When we confess our sins, Christ can work through the light in our lives and restoring us to a relationship with him. But we got to want to confess our sins. We got to want to move forward. We got to want the light to be in our lives. Then and only then can and will we walk free with the light that God says he is. He said, I am the light. That is what he's telling us. And as children of God who walk in light, we're called to bring light to the darkness. We can't sit in the darkness and just be like the darkness. So if they're sitting there, they're gossiping, you are to bring the light. If they're sitting there and scheming and plotting to do wrong, you as a believer are supposed to bring the light. That is what God is calling us to do in a world that's full of darkness. Metaphorically speaking, as we walk in the light, so the light of our life that Jesus has shines in the darkness and the darkness will flee. The light of Jesus shines when we love those who are hard to love. You know who I'm talking about. Get that person in your head. That one person that you know that they crawl and get up underneath your skin and make you upset. Think about them. That's where the light's supposed to be shining. The light also shines when we serve somebody other than ourselves. Serve other people. And that could be in a way of doing ministry helping folks. That could be in a way of volunteering, helping the poor. That is how we serve others. Or that's that relationship where you don't necessarily want to do what they're asking you to do, but you're going to serve them anyway. You can also shine the light by sharing the gospel and live out God's word in our day-to-day lives. Not one day we got Jesus, next way, next day we don't. I hear too many people say, oh, let me take my Jesus off. He's not an outfit. He's a light that's on the inside of you. Stop turning your light off. When we walk in light, it illuminates a world darkened by sin and people are drawn to Christ. They, they, they are drawn to him. If people are coming up to you, talking to you, and want to tell you about their problems because the light of Christ is shining in your life. When Jesus declared, I am the, I am the light of the world, he's spoke not only to who he is, but to what he does. He came to expose the darkness. And he will continue to expose the darkness. We need to realize that that light will bring each and every one of us freedom. It will get us out of bondage. It'll get us to stop saying we're serving God when we're not just knowing that God is light. We can't be saying we are with him and then living another way or doing things that are contrary to him. Light will bring us into the full knowledge 
of who God is and what God is expecting of us. In the light alone, there is fullness of life. You begin to understand who God is and what God can and will do for us and how we are supposed to illuminate that light, that light in our lives. So I leave you with a question. When Jesus say, I am the light of the world, how is he claiming the name of God for himself? How is he doing that? And so that is what I leave you with today. Know that God is claiming to be who he say he is. And he's given us the opportunity to enjoy that light, be a part of it, bring it to others, and share the gospel. And for those who are struggling with either being in the light and in the darkness, I want to ask God for you to come into your life, to bless you, to really allow you to give up all that sin, that you will no longer grapple with that sin, that you are an individual that God has used and will continue to use to bring forth his word in many ways. And I declare in the name of Jesus, any and everything that you're struggling with, you will no longer struggle with, that God has full control of your life and you will surrender and you will walk according to how God has asked for you to walk. And that light will illuminate everywhere your feet go. His light will shine upon you. I ask all this in my Father's name. Amen. you for listening to today's session on inthebible.com. Until next time, study to show thyself approved, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly divided, the word of truth. For questions or comments, please send your requests to questions at inthebible.com. Or you can leave us a message at 1-888-401-0114. That number again is 1-888-401-0114. We thank you for listening to InTheBible.com.